When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, Patrick Royce, happy Vikings Packers week to you, sir. How are you celebrating this week? I'm very good. I was glad to see that the uh, strip today has a uh, story on this Devondre uh, Campbell, who's a former gopher. And uh, man alive, is he playing well for them? What was he, the defensive player of the month? Was he for October? Wow, mm-hmm. he's you know, he's he's all over the uh, field. I don't think when they picked him up, they were uh, convinced they were getting this good a player. They were, was, I mean, wasn't he in Atlanta for quite a while? Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, that kind of made up for some of their lousy draft choices, I guess, because he's he's played really well. Their defense is playing out of this world, even with some, you know, a few injuries, but, uh, I, I watched them quite a bit on Sunday and that was a unimpressive looking offense. Uh, you know, if, if you double team Devante and take him away, uh, this guy's, you know, there's not many places for him to go. He really looked shaky to Rogers. He didn't look as sure of himself as he usually is. I don't know why that is one week off. Certainly can't do that, but he didn't, he did not, did not practice either. So, I don't. Uh, Also worth noting, uh, Mike, so, you know, all the angst and all of the sort of the pitchforks and torches that were out a couple weeks ago, the Vikings are four and five now after that win. Mike Zimmer has beat the Packers, I believe, six times in his career, including three times at home in the last five years. And if they win, they're back to 500 with two games against Chicago, a game against Detroit still, Pittsburgh beatable, Niners beatable, so... All of a sudden, if they if they beat the Packers, Pat, it's a much oh, different yeah, feeling saying, around here. I've been saying, and nine and eight, you know, it, it, what is it? The AFC has twelve teams, five hundred or over, and they're over. And the, the the NFC, in nine and eight, you might have an eight and nine before the NFC is over if they keep uh, losing these interconference games. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, you know. The problem is how lousy they played at home. Are they going to play good at home? They, they've been ter- they were good against Seattle, but Seattle was terrible. Uh, but the rest of their games at home have been awful. Uh, what, what what's wrong? I don't get it. You know, last year we blamed no crowd when they went what three and five in there. I think they were three and five in there. And, uh, what happened to the Ziggy advantage? Come on, let's go here. It is weird. Uh, if Garrett Bradbury starts. Every Vikings fan should walk out. That, that's my that's my advice. The protest if if they say starting at center Garrett Bradbury, everyone in purple, get up and walk out. I gotta, this is BS. I gotta admit, I don't find the all twenty two 
on Mondays and look to see how the center played. Usually, too often, I, I don't. Focus you don't on need that. that. Just I'm watch old, him get pushed around I'm an on old TV. Follow the ball, kind of guy, you know. But uh, apparently, he is—he's uh, not strong enough. Huh? And that was the knock on him when they drafted him that he wasn't. But they were going to make him bigger and stronger, and uh, he's just a—he's more of a power forward than a center, apparently. And uh, and now this Mason Cole—is it Mason? Is that yeah. his name? He's yep. kicked around some. He'd been a starter in the league, and he apparently played pretty good Sunday. So, no, uh, I don't think you got to worry about Garrett. Uh, I don't think when you're in when everybody's job is in jeopardy, you still have to worry about protecting Spielman's number one draft choices. I I, I think with that ship sailed when they were three and five, right? Yeah. Well, another another. So Oliudo was. You know, this experiment at right guard. I believe he leads all guards in penalties taken. He's got like 11 or 12 penalties in nine games. Mason Cole, according to the people that do watch the film and the pro football focuses, so he started three chunks of three years with the Cardinals. His best position is actually guard. So could they put Bradbury back at center, say goodbye to Ole Udo, and then put, and then put Mason Cole at guard, which also leads to the question, why are you still patchworking your offensive line eight years into the Mike Zimmer era and four years into the Kirk Cousins era, Pat? Well, you got to give – I mean, they have spent draft choices. We, we, we used to knock them for trying to get fifth-rounders and get them to play. Now, these are all ones and twos, right, basically, that are playing maybe a three. Darius has a one. Cleveland's a two. O'Neal's a two. Yeah. Uh, Bradbury's a one. Yeah. What's the, uh, what's, the, what's the word on Cleveland? Hmm? Yeah. He's yeah. also yeah. playing again. He's playing his. He's never played left guard until this year. Mm-hmm. He played. He was drafted as a tackle. He played right guard last year. So I don't know. I mean, I I quit football in eighth grade. So what do I know about? I got a technical guard. question for you guys. I'm looking at the screen here, and suddenly Declan's head was replaced by a picture of he's cat. cat. Yeah, he said he said a Carl Anthony Towns transplant. Yeah, I'm not cat. I'm not cat. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. It's okay. It means so he's going to disappear in the last three minutes of the fourth quarter. Yep. That's what's yeah. going to happen. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes. yes, right. In the last three minutes of the show, he'll be gone. Well, <laughs> Nowhere to be found. Not included one bit. You know what? Packer week is fine, but I and Rodgers is a controversial figure, and I'm sure you're going to still have the Green Bay fans. But nothing will uh, equal the uh, 90s uh, when Favre was uh, coming to town with the Packers. And Denny had his really good teams. And uh, uh, Denny beat him most of the time here in the the Dome. But those games were great, man. Mm Because the Packers, before Favre had been irrelevant for 20 years and getting their ass kicked by everybody. And... They were all fired up again, the Green Bay fans and uh, the Viking fans were all fired up and uh, that was great, man. That was that was fantastic. Plus the dome the dome was what dingy enough and it just yeah. felt like 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 it this was now. Cramped. It yeah, was cramped. One place was like uh hey, hey, let's let's share an expensive uh, glass of champagne and watch Packers Vikings. The Metrodome <laughs> was just dirty and grimy and there were fights. It was different. Well, that's one thing. I, 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 you, I just thought of this. You're right. One problem with the Ziggy Dome is it's too spacious. There's too yeah, much nice. room. You yeah. want to be, you know, the Metrodome was not a comfortable experience on a Sunday 
Viking game day. You were walking through the halls like this, and the guy next to you was puking on you and squeezed in. <laughs> Somebody got up and moved up in the second deck. They had to go through 30 people to get to the other. You know, the aisles were like 40. They expanded it just by putting in more seats. They didn't do anything else. It was uncomfortable. I've always said that when Williams Arena was in its heyday, the great thing about it was the discomfort that it yeah. brought you. I mean, you you had to be focused on the game because there was no way to sit back and relax. You know, you had to get all fired up when it was when it was in its heyday. And I think the Metronome had that advantage too. Yeah. I mean, do we know, because the Metrodome was always, you know, the Arrowhead's always been loud, but the Metrodome was always, like, top three yeah, loudest yeah. stadiums. Is I mean, U.S. Bank Stadium's loud, but do does the league and do opposing teams still regard it as this impossible place to play? I don't, haven't heard much of that, have you? I mean, no, uh, I, no be, because in, in the Dome, they legit would take those speakers on the sideline and turn them towards, like, the Packers bench. Yes. Which is what they got mad. Like it wasn't the crowd noise; it was the actual noise that they illegally piped in and cheated with. Which was when, when did they? When, when were they told to stop? Did they ever stop doing that? They, they told them to stop at one. I can't remember when it was, but uh, that's to me what makes Chris Chandler's performance in the in a NFC title game in '99 one of the great ones of all time. I don't think they had a false start, and. Wow. Uh, you know, they came in silent count. We're going to go. We're not going to change a lot of plays. We're going to, we're going to, they came with the priority of handling the noise and, uh, you know, running their plays and they did it tremendously. And uh, to give themselves a chance, they could have been like everybody else and got blown out by three touchdowns in the Metrodome there. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey. The Metrodome. But yeah, uh, I mean, uh, what what's the number? I haven't even seen it. Packers two. So and Packers a half. two and a half. Two yeah. and a half. Yeah, I'd take the. I think the Vikings win. I I do. I, I think the Packers are. You know the Kansas City game. They really played good and they got beat. But the last couple of weeks, they've a little reality has set in for them after they had their uh, seven game winning streak. I they just don't look as sharp, and they lose this one. They got another. They got a tough schedule the rest of the way. They, they got a tougher schedule than the Vikings. I'm not saying the Vikings are going to catch them, but the Vikings, uh, you know, the Vikings, I think, will get to nine, and they could get to ten. And you know, that won't win the division, but that they could get to ten, I think. Where are you at on Mike Zimmer, Pat? I'm all in because I don't want to have him replaced by a 42-year-old nitwit who doesn't say anything and, uh, you know, like <laughs> – the guy who used to be an assistant at St. Thomas who we're supposed to get all excited about Brandon Staley or somebody. I, I don't want one of those guys. I want a coach. Now, if they go and get some 50 year old guy who isn't going to schmooze us, then that that's fine. But I, I really think the next coach is, uh, is one of those young guys, one of those, you know, offensive guru doesn't say anything. And some of those work out and some of them don't. You know, our guy, so Pelissero, every year, and he posted this this morning on NFL.com, he does a deep dive talking to front offices, who are the hot head coaching candidates for this next cycle. And he's got, you know, it's a, it's a lot of the names that we've seen out there, Kellen Moore and Byron Leftwich and other names. But then there's a section at the bottom where there's like 20 names, not for this year's hiring cycle, but names to keep an eye on at some point in the future. And he's not just putting this name on because he's putting the name on. He's getting this from 
presumably people in the NFL. He put PJ Fleck on that list. I wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. He thinks he's an NFL guy. He played twenty minutes in the league, and uh, uh, you know, you can sign a seven-year contract extension with the Gophers and walk away with the NFL for the NFL. I, I, that wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't. It would not. I that 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 model of a guy. I, I don't think it because I don't think we anymore worry about. Are the are the pros going to accept all this hogwash? Because he'll, if he goes to, if he goes to who Arizona, he's not going to be rowing the boat. He's going to talk like a football. <laughs> well, there's coach. not enough water in Arizona. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not going to have to sell tickets, right? He's not going to have to give us all this BS. That uh, I think he'll just become a more of a football coach and less of a salesman, but. I think his what his big problem now would be not his personality; it would be his uh, game management. Yeah, he can't, he can't yeah. coach. Yeah, think, he, think, he'll, think he'll run the ball seventy percent of snaps <laughs> like he's doing. But right he now. can't manage a game. He is inept. Like his it it is. I've seen enough. He is terrible. It the game is too much. He would be fired within five games because they'd say you can't manage a game. This yeah. is ridiculous. I, I said last week that uh, his. When he thinks he's now the Iowa game surprised me that they were so conservative in scoring situations because generally when he's been an underdog he's they've they've gone after it a little it's when they you know like the Ohio State game but uh, when he thinks he's going to win is when uh, if, if if by being very conservative he thinks he's going to win that's uh, that's usually when he coaches very conservatively so. But this year, I don't know. He just doesn't like his quarterback, I guess. I, I don't know what. But he that. won't bench him. It's the damnedest thing. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's it's amazing. But he's trying to tell us that, you know, there's a famous headline from 80 years ago that, that, you've, that they've always used for football coaches who are trying to build up a horrible team, right, as an opponent. Uh, Stag fears Purdue. It was because Purdue was terrible, and he was Chicago University. This is the 1920s, probably. It's a famous Stag fears, but <laughs> Purdue. And I, uh, I, I'm reading PJ's quotes about Indiana. Fleck fears Hoosiers, even though <laughs> they just got beat 50 to two by Rutgers at home. And, you know, I mean. Uh, this is not a not a one where you can build this up. The, the, by the way, if you're telling Indiana that you still respect them, don't worry. They don't respect themselves anymore. Yeah. You don't have <laughs> they've, lost, they've lost all of their football dignity. <laughs> when you get beat as bad as you can by Rutgers. Now, Judd, I got to ask you a question. Yeah. Where is the people at the at – the, what, what is their tickets? I had no idea that they – could announce a crowd of 15,000 and when there was only 12,000 people. There were probably 12,000 there last night. Yeah, uh, so I saw a note, I forget where, that said that the season tickets for everybody but the Vikings, including the Wild, are way down, and that has to be it. Because a Tuesday night, like a Tuesday night against the the Sharks, I get, if they legit had 16,000 plus, I get that. But, Pat, I I sent you pictures from both ends in the third period last night, and it was the start. So this was not when the crowd was clearing out. Um, They were way down. They announced 15-something, right? 
They announced 15, but I'd say they probably had 12. But, but 15 is not that great, Pat. What? But but 15 for them is not that oh, great. Oh, no, it's not. It seats, eight, it's or, a, it seats it's around Timberwolves pad. It's a Timberwolves pad job because they, are, they announce. They figure out a way to announce 15 most nights. And there's they announced 15 there. against the Suns, yep. They're, uh, yeah. they're, they're 18th in attendance right now in the NHL. 18th. Ooh. And attendance around and the league good. is down. They're and, first and they're place. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, well, I think it's a spectator sports in general are hurting a little bit. You look at some college football places that used to sell 100,000 and now are selling 75. And even Alabama doesn't sell out and stuff. But this is kind of alarming for them because they've uh, they've figured out a way to keep announcing huge crowds, even if they're, you know, even the even the winks, my uh, my uh, got, uh, grandson wasn't there last night. The, the winks didn't even show up last night. Last night. See, it's a problem. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Pat, TV recommendation for you before we go here. Uh, episode one of Tom Brady's Man in the Arena came out last night on ESPN Plus, and it goes over basically him getting drafted and everything up through the first Super Bowl. And Drew Bledsoe is sat down and also it was basically Tom Brady and Drew Bledsoe telling the story of that 2001 season. It is incredible. How much we, we get to see Giselle at all? Or is that coming later? I think that's later. He has not was, met. So he is is, chronologically, 10, he's not met Giselle yet here. So is this going to be 10 uh, parts? Like, I don't know how many parts, uh, but like the, the first, the first one was an hour. It was an hour long and it only led you up through the first season. So, I never watched one minute of the Bulls Jordan thing because when I heard it was ten episodes, I protested. Four <laughs> max, four max. That's it. We should give you the four to watch. You know what Pat, Pat needs? Subtitles. If if the Bulls Jordan thing had been subtitled, Royce would have been all over it. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't mind a nice. Uh, I know. Austrian drama. <laughs> no, that's not we we need to find find a way to. I watched Make the other more. day uh, a 1970, 62 Wim Wenders movie. He's one of the goofiest guys of all time. Alice in the Cities. It was uh, it was pretty dang good. <laughs> Wim uh, Wenders. All right. Wim Wenders. Look him up. He'll make some weird. And you movies. could have watched Pippin Rippin Jordan. Come <laughs> yeah. on. Hey, have you seen? Have you? You're 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 an old school Bond guy. Have you seen the new? I, I have not gone, but I am going to go. But the, you gotta you gotta carve out three hours in your day. Something you can order. We we got it through Amazon Prime Video. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, might go that route. Except I am a married to a young lady who has never watched a Bond movie. Wow. See, wow. Judd hasn't either. Judd's no, watched one now. Bond movie. Yeah. I had you for our project, Doctor No. Best first one. Best one. I would I would say from Russia with love, but yeah, I won't I won't right die on the too. hill. That was yeah. right there too. That was fantastic. But this one, this one, I won't spoil anything. But I which one I was uh, Jill St. John the uh, love interest? Uh, that was 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 that Gold? No, that wasn't Goldfinger. Um, she spiced things up back then. <laughs> that was uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah, maybe that was. It. Yeah, I think so. Spice yeah. things. They're good. Up. I like them. I like the early ones, and I like some of. Most of Daniel Craig. So. Daniel Craig is a, is pretty damn good. He's yeah. done now, right? Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. He definitely uh, is. Yeah, he says he's done. Hey, he might be done. I don't know. Good. 
does it does he perish at the end or not gonna I'm not gonna tell you anything. Kill him? Tell I'm not gonna tell you anything. That's awesome. Yeah. Now Jeff's gonna watch. I need you to watch. Oh, if he dies, I'll watch him. Well, they killed off Sherlock Holmes too. They threw him off a a ravine that was like seven hundred feet deep, and then they brought it. Brought it. Then that guy brought it back a year later. That's what Jeb wants to do to Clint Kubiak. (laughs) I got a lot of people on my list now. Kaprizov last night. Yeah, a lot of people. See you, Royce. See you guys. See you. That's Patrick Royce. All right, wrapping with Royce, Mackie, and Judd. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Tread. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton, motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes. I'm Colaguard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Colaguard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Colaguard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.